Welcome everybody to the first episode of the Rose and Brass Knuckles podcast. I'm your boy Zach Davis. And I'm Okiva Jabala. All right, all right. For those of you guys who are just tuning in and don't know too much about us, uh, give you a rundown. We're the relationship realists. We're not experts, but we know what we're talking about. <laughs> and we're going to give it to you real, real and raw every week. And some of the uh, background I like to um, toss out there for folks. Um, a, lot of, a lot of y'all don't realize that Zach and I have been friends since the uh, sixth grade. You know what I'm saying? So that's a lot of ground to cover. While at the same time, <laughs> saying from sixth grade to being grown men, and we both live in Atlanta. And how we reconnected is that my sister told me that Zach was here. You know what I'm saying? And um, what was that, like an old 7, 08? 08, somewhere around there, somewhere. Somewhere yeah. around there. And we, you know, we was here, you know, uh, sliding around in the same similar circles, but never crossed paths and everything. So, um, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of history that goes into this. So it's a wonderful thing to be able to do this. You know what I'm saying? Without point of reference and, and knowing each other and knowing each other's families and being friends with each other. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a wonderful thing, man. I'm glad to be here with you, bro. Yes, yes. Glad to be here as well. And just like he said, we've known each other for years. And, uh, you know, so it's a good thing that we can get on here and do this. And for those of you who don't know, we didn't just jump in this game. We actually authored two books uh, back in 2010, 2011. Uh, Roses and Brass Knuckles, the men's pocket guide to the dating and marriage game, and also um, Can't No Dog Worry This Pussycat, uh, the women's pocket guide. So for real relationship talk. So, you know, you can you can Google us and find out about us if you need to, but we're here to give you the breakdown. That's what it is. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, um, one of the first chapters in our original book, Roses and Brass Knuckles, and it still applies to the uh, dating and marriage game today, is uh, love her like your mama, but remember, she's not your mama. Mm. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, um, when, we, when we reconnected, we had a friend who was recently married, and we were giving him advice because both of us, had, I was already married, uh, Okiba had been married and divorced by that time, and so uh, we were trying to give him the best advice we could, another lifelong friend as well, and... Um, you know, this is just kind of where we started. You know, uh, a lot of times we place a lot of value on our woman and we want to treat her like, you know, our mother almost. But then when you don't want that same treatment, when she gives it back to you, like she's your mother. So, yeah. And definitely like when looking at um, that part of it with so many, so many men, especially in our um, circle, so many black men in which this podcast isn't limited to only black men. It's all groups. But we're coming from a uh, black perspective with us being black men and with so many black men being raised by their mothers because they don't have fathers in their relationships. You know, what I'm saying you end up you can end up loving your woman like, you know, what I'm saying like she's your mama. And you yeah. you sign over that amount of authority, that amount of um, <laughs> It's, it, it, man, it could be a mess, man. It could be a mess because I, hey, I was a victim of not a victim of that, but you know what I'm saying. I fell prey to that with my first wife. Where, you know, I know it sounds crazy, like first wife, but she, this America, you know what I'm saying. And this, the first wife, I found myself in a position where, where I respected her the way I would want a man to respect my mother. And I did my best to not do the things that my dad did to my mom's in certain pockets of their relationship. But what I didn't realize is that that situation only works if the other woman is primed 
to receive that kind of love in which unfortunately in that situation, she wasn't primed for that at all. Yeah, and I mean, that happens often to us. That happens a lot of times to men that, uh, you know, we find somebody and, you know, we think that at one and it just doesn't work like that. That's what it is. And all people can't be treated the same way. You know what I mean? That's just a simple matter of it. And if they've never seen anybody treat somebody that way, then they don't know how to accept that kind of treatment. I mean, that's as simple as that. So. I mean that's that, that's that's crazy, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's look. Hey, let's look at it from without putting your business. I mean, without putting your business out there like that, because um, I know you near, near and dear to your mama. You know what I'm saying? Like both of us are certified. We love our mama. We are crack ahead over our mama, right? So when looking at you know going into your marriage, is that something that you took? readily by the time you got married is that something that you took in from the front end or had you been out in the streets long enough to know don't bring that to the party how was that situation for you well it was you know i, I think it was just kind of one of those things where i stumbled upon it like you know what i mean because mine wasn't so much like loving her like she was my mama mine was that she loved me like my mother loved me you feel what i'm saying that's that that's what i was really looking for and you could see that throughout different relationships and different women you deal with that, you know, nah, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it. She may love me for this moment, but, you know, if, if, if times get tough, you know what I mean? Is she going to love me? And, you know, um, Okiba knows this and I let this to the audience. I recently had to have some neck surgery. And I mean, my wife was waiting on me hand and foot. I literally couldn't, could barely walk. Like, you know what I'm saying? And if you don't have that, man, as you age... Believe me, you're going to want somebody there when the times get tough. Believe me, you know, you don't know what's going to happen, especially, the, you know, what's going on in the country right now with the pandemic and stuff, you know, I mean, and just, I mean, even day to day life. So, but, uh, you know, if you don't have somebody to love you like that, man, it could be rough. It could definitely be a rough situation and uh, not work out for you, man. So looking at, um, I could say, like, fast forward into my second and final marriage, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, where one of the things I realized with my wife is that on the front end, I knew what to look for. And one of the things I knew to really, really look for was a woman who loved and respected her dad. And she had a solid dad. You know what I'm saying? So certain things, so, so certain things that I can say and do, it's not her first time hearing them. You know what I mean? Because you know if you say something, you're going to do it and she can trust it. You know what I'm saying? In comparison to that that roadblock that you can experience, like if you're dating a sister out there or dating a woman out there and and if she has a a negative relationship with her father or whoever the man or male in her life was, man, that's a hard road. You know what I'm saying? So you're going (laughs) you're going to hit plenty speed bumps with her, you know, throughout life. Like, you know what I mean? That that, you know, the man that she's supposed to count on didn't show up for. So then when she gets in a marriage and she's looking to count on you, I mean, she she can't go with everything you say. She may listen to it, but, you know, she's going to still have a little doubt in the back of her mind. Is he really going to do this? And, you know. So do you think that's something that um, because looking at like 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 providing the answers. Right. Do you think that's something that like a young cat, let's say a young dude was sitting in front of us right now and they needed. How do I know how to pick a good woman? You know what I'm saying? Because I love my mama and I want to treat her right. But how do I go about picking one? You know what I'm saying? What are some of the some of the flags that you should look for, you think? It's the Rose and Brass Knuckles podcast. Well, I mean, if you having a woman that you, you're bringing in to, you know, basically build a foundation with, if she doesn't have any business about herself, you can't build an empire. Like, I mean, you know, let's be honest. Yeah, of course, there's love there, but you don't want to be 
pulling the wagon the whole time. You know what I'm saying? You want somebody right there beside you. If y'all got to get out and push the car, both of us push it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's the first thing. And then, of course, you know, somebody that's that's caring and takes care of you, a nurturer. Like, I mean, you know, I'm not saying she has to cook every meal or anything like that, but she's got to know how to take care of a house. <laughs> she doesn't know how to take care of a house. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of mothers that are, you know, have son these days, these younger guys, they haven't seen a mother that can take care of the house. You know what I mean? That's just the honest truth. Like, I mean, young boys who, you know, don't know how to cook, don't know how to pick up nothing or clean up or anything like that because their mother didn't do that, unfortunately. But, you know, if you're able to see that and identify that in a woman, I, I think that's probably much the, the best way I would say for a young cat is, man, look at how she keeps the house and does she have some business about herself, man? Like, does she have her own ambitions and, you know, goals and things like that? And I think, like, one of the things, like, just looking at our our personal um, experience, right, is that Zach and I are both husbands. Zach and I are both girl dads. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and both of us wasn't going nowhere without our girls. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't no option. So even like in that, that first uh, first situation, the first marriage, I left with my daughters and, and did what I had to do to maintain custody of both of them. You know what I'm saying? Where, where that was hard. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of things that I had to lose out, give up on. Not give up on, but postpone. Yeah, I had to do that first in career stuff, art stuff, music. All that stuff became secondary. You know what I mean? But when looking at and having daughters, you know what I'm saying? Because we got to give them game, but also give them room to learn and understand that we know what we're talking about. Because when you daddy, sometimes they can think you overbearing. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And you're doing this, that, and the third. So you got to give them some game while at the same time, let them get out there. So when you look at that flip side, you know what I'm saying? Of saying, okay, we tell young dudes what to look for. But when looking at some of the things that our daughters need to look for, what does that conversation look well, like? Well, I mean, you know, I, you know, I'll be honest with the audience. I have a daughter that's 16. You know what I mean? And I'm watching her friends, you know, run wild and you, you're trying to keep as, as tight a leash you can on her. And you don't want to be too overbearing where she doesn't even want to communicate with you. But, uh, you know, I just tell her, look for good, honest people. And if you see any flaws in a man, you have to believe he has those flaws. Like early on, like if it's, you know. I, you know, some of her little friends, you know, hear about guys, they, they kind of overbearing on the girl and want to, you know, monopolize all her time. And I'm like, you know, you got to kind of watch that kind of dude because that's kind of possessive. Like, you know, so it's, you know, I'm able to kind of pull from things around her. But I also have to understand it's a different day and age than, you know, when we were <laughs> passing notes in class and <laughs> things like that. So, you know, just like I said, a good, honest dude that, that treats you right. And so. You know, I try to treat a mother as best I can in front of her so I don't run into those same type of problems, you know, kind of putting it off. And, you know, she's looking for somebody like me. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Because I know it's definitely um, like in having two girls, bro. It's just like they're, they're alike in ways, but they're totally opposite in other ways. So I have to meet them in the middle. You know what I'm saying? Around around that whole, hey, man. This is your daddy because I'm real transparent, you know, what I'm saying with my girls about how I was when I was younger, what I did when, when I was younger. You know, what I'm saying that whole thing. You have to be. Yeah, because I don't want them thinking their daddy is this finished product that they seeing. And then they're going to be like, OK, so let me go straight to the finished product. Like, no, nah, no, nah, you got to look at all the things in the streets, all how I work, you know, howling at women. And, you know, what I'm saying like all of that. I talked to them about it. But when looking at, um, you know, like our topic. You know, love her like she's your mama, but remember she ain't your mama. Man, like you're saying, if you can find a woman, you know what I'm saying, that really, really gets it, 
then you can still pull that kind of love. But I would say you still have to police that kind of love so you don't become a doormat. Because even a good woman uh, might turn you into a doormat. If you oh, don't yeah, play yeah, yeah. Right. You don't, you know, if you don't man up for yourself, <laughs> you know, in a lot of those situations, you can get ran over. And I mean, you want a strong woman. Like, I mean, that was one thing I will say that that was attractive about my wife. She was like my mother. She was a strong woman. And so, like, that was, you know, that, that's what I grew up with. So you want a little strength, but you don't want to be too strong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't want to be too strong. But, you know, I mean, uh, it's just trying to kind of balance it, really. You know, find that love that she gives you that love. She gives you that nurturing. And you love her like, you know, you love her like when you're disciplinary, becoming a disciplinary. Then, I mean, you can't. Um, you can't keep letting that happen too long because it's going to really get rough for you. <laughs> so we're looking at, um, you know, say like the flip side of women. Right. And saying that they say they want a man who's loving, who's caring, who they want the baby face. Right. You know what I'm saying? But keeping in mind, baby face got divorced. Right. Like and, and, and not divorced like he left. She left. And this yeah. is Mr. I pay your rent. I'll Mr. Rose and Brass Knuckles podcast. You know what I'm saying? Do whatever as soon as I get home. Soon as I get home. Soon. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's Babyface, right? So if Babyface caught that kind of L, you know what I'm saying? Like, do women really want that? I mean, or? well, really, if you if we talking about entertainers, look at most of the guys that singing love songs. Most of them, they they can't keep a relationship together. You know <laughs> they telling you how good they're going to be on the song. But I mean, if you really look at it, I mean, you got to go back to, you know, the the, the, the stuff our parents look, listen to that we grew up on to find those type of men, you know, those type of relationships. And I know they probably went through even more back then. But, you know, they were they were down for the team, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, well, you know, it's um, I used to be the babyface mobster, right? You know, I'll be on the phone, babyface playing in the background. You know what I'm saying? But it's like one of those things where it's just like, like, like my, like my dad was more Tupac than babyface, right? So you end up in a space where, where you see the impact of your, your mama being married to a Tupac, right? Oh, and I'm just using Tupac as an example. So you see that, that impact that it has. It was some good. My dad was just mixed of Bill Cosby before Bill Cosby, you know what I'm saying? But, but, um, slash Frank White slash, you know, it was, it was a couple of slashes, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I wanted to, like, going into the relationships, I wanted to treat my wife better, right? I wanted to be better and everything because I had it in me and I still have it in me. But, but it was one of those things where I realized, like, man, you really cannot give this, even with my daughters, you really cannot give that to any woman in an irresponsible way because they'll turn you into something. Something else, man. <laughs> exactly. exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, it, it, and when it gets to a certain point, it's really nothing you can do. It's just, you know, kind of, um, you know, I have a friend of mine. I, I hear him all the time. And it's just like, he's like, oh, my woman said this. Or my woman said we about to do this. Or I got to go back to start doing this. And my woman said, and it's like, man, like, do you ever say, hold on? Like, <laughs> right. Let's, let, let, let's hold on and, you know, see what's going on. And, you know, we can do that. You know, we may do that. Are you asking me or are you telling me? You know what I'm saying? Like, which one are you and, doing? And I think that's a big part of the problem. Because, like you said, I, I got homeboys who um, I ain't going to call their names. Yeah. But 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 some of them have um, become like doormats in 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 these areas where and even and, and what I've seen is that even though a woman may think she likes having that kind of control, nine times out of ten, and I've seen them resent 
the dudes that they have control over like that after having control over them for a period of time. Like, you ain't got no spine. You know what I'm saying? So then they end up tossing the cats in the bushes because you too soft. And then that, and that's the whole thing. You, you can go so far one way that now she doesn't even respect you. Like you 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 think you're you're giving that type of love you should be giving, and she's got to the point where she don't respect you. She she with the work husband on the lunch break and doing all kind of stuff because she don't respect. She no longer respects you as a man because you didn't you know man up when it was you know when you were going through those situations. You were giving a little too much of the motherly love, and <laughs> that's not who she is. Mm, and that's hey, that's a great phrase right there. The work husband, right? <laughs> or the work wife you know they got them you know they got them but it is one of those things where when you look at the uh, work husband or work wife you know what I'm saying some people will impose that thing on you even if they don't cross a line but in their mind they process it that way yes you know what I'm saying and then when they see you then you hey once again you gotta get them straight you gotta right? get it straight and I mean like you said, it goes both ways. Some of some of us in the office, you know, flirting with a lady, and you know what I mean. We hanging with her and all that stuff during the daytime. So it's it's a it's a two way street now. So we can't. <laughs> but I do hear the term work husband a lot more than I hear work wife. I mean, I don't even think we'll take that chance on saying that in the house. No, 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 no. Hey, I had this one client try to uh, put that on me. Top of yeah, you was gonna be my work husband. Blah blah blah. I was like, nah, you, we don't need them problems. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't need them problems. You don't need them problems. So let's let's just keep it client to, you know what I'm saying, client to me providing the service and keeping it moving. So when looking at some of the um, current events that's going on right now, what are some of the things that uh, touched you in a certain well, way? Well, I mean, one from last year, and it, it kept seeming to come up, is, is, is this is Larsa Pippen. Scotty Pippen's, uh, I guess, a strange wife. I guess this is strange. Like, I mean, this, I mean, she really, you know, she used to hang out with the Kardashians and them, and but she's really been on a, a on one of those kind of scales trying to go up. You know, she was might have messed messing with the, the guy Tristan, I think, at one time, and all this stuff. Like, and then now, just now, uh, you know, a few months back, I don't even think it's been a month ago, a few weeks back, really, she was. Uh, you know, seen with the basketball player Malik Beasley, and you know he was still married to his wife, and so I think they may—it's it, kind of coming out. I think there may be a transition, but she's just—you know—it seems like she's popping up everywhere. And I mean, I, I mean, I feel bad kind of for Scotty as a man. It's like you know he already gets kind of like the second fiddle, like you know he played the second fiddle in the last dance show, and then this—it's like man, what the, can this man take? How much? Does this man you know what I'm saying? I'm like, lady, you you know, kick back. I know he didn't, you know, y'all probably got a, a little agreement. You're getting plenty of money. Just sit down and, you know, go ahead and just right, right, and get right, out the right. way. And, yeah. I, and I think it's one of those things where when you look at, unfortunately, like you look at being in a certain level of limelight, right? And like you said, Scotty been playing second fiddle since he was Michael. You know, like, like unfortunately, Scotty was never in a position to be the alpha of the team. Yeah. So that transferred off into, you know, his marriage life. And it's just like, dang, you mean to tell me? Because that was, um, she was even, that was the one messing with Future, right? That's why, look, you, you, we can't even remember who it was. It was like, was it? Yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to remember, like, well, that's, that's, yeah, that's, and, and when you had that situation with, like, from a man's standpoint, where I can't imagine, yeah, I can't imagine being in that situation because I would have to take somebody out. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you walking around with my last name, Pippin, on top of that. And I mean, you in the news because of that last name is Pippin. That's that's what's making the news. Is not. 
Right. I mean, I'm sure Future and all them, they date plenty of girls. So it's not, everybody's not making the news like that. And I mean, it wouldn't be the first NBA player to, you know, walk out on his wife or do something. So, I mean, you, you getting media coverage because your last name is Pippen and you, you really out here embarrassing me, embarrassing your son. You know what I'm saying? You just moving, you moving a little too reckless. Like, you know what I mean? You move to right. too reckless, but uh, another one that got me was I, I, I've never seen the show, so I'll be honest. It's on the own network uh, called Ready to Love, and I think that the young lady's name was a uh, Elisa Mitchell, and um, so she goes on the show to I guess you know I, I guess it's like a dating show or you know something like that, and she goes on the show and she's five months pregnant. And she was trying to get a dude to come back to the room, and I guess now she's saying it wasn't for sex. But I mean, would you? Would you go? <laughs> come on, right, man. right, right. And how you? And I understand needing a check. You know what I mean? Because if that show is, is um, filmed in Atlanta, I know a sister um, that's on there, and or was on like one of them. And it's just like, man, how you five months pregnant? You know what I'm saying? And you're on a show called Ready for Love. Are you, like, like, how are you trying to sneak in a baby and a baby daddy into a new relationship? How is that possible? You know what I'm saying? Like, like are you going to hit a cat and be like, oh, you the daddy? You know what I'm saying? That's just like, yeah. man. That's crazy. That's crazy. Then I, I want to give a big shout out to your boy Tyrese Gibson. I've always been a fan of Tyrese. And it sounds like him and his his old lady, they going separate ways. I, I You know, uh, I hate to see that just breaking up a family anyway. And, you know, I know he kind of went through some crazy stuff like a year ago. They kind of had him medicated or something. He had a couple of little outbursts. So, I mean, I just hope the brother, I mean, you know, he, you know, he's he been in our lives a long time from when he was singing on the bus, man. I always was a fan and, you know, you know, we love cars. So, you know, I'm on them fa- the Fast and the Furious when it drops. So, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of his. And so I just hate to hear that. But it sounds like it's a amicable split you know what I mean do you think it's um possible to be in a limelight because I've experienced some level of a level of so-called limelight but do you think it's possible to be in the limelight and have a stable marriage relationship while being in the limelight what, what are some of the things that need to be in place in order for that to work I mean I mean, I think this may even go back to our, our first topic, the Larsa Pippen. Like, it seems like she's craving to be a celebrity like he was. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, oh, you you know, yeah, you were the famous person in a relationship all this that time, and now I ain't type thing. So, you know, I think it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a slippery slope. I think one person just kind of has to agree that, you know, I'm out of the limelight, and I, you know what I'm saying? And you have to understand that, if that person is in entertainment or, you know, have some, you know, cachet to their name, that they're, they, they're moving different and they're going to be around different people and things like that. And you've got to, you, you know, you've got to have, a, you know, a good understanding of you guys relationship and just understand that, you know, this is what this person's out here doing. Either you're going to accept, you know, the lifestyle that comes along with the fame. You got to accept it all the way around. Right. And I think like a great example of that in which. I'm a fan of the business of LeBron James, right? You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know him. I don't know what happens behind his closed doors. But I'm a fan of the business of LeBron. Now, Savannah, you don't hear none of that, right? Man, you know what I'm saying? Like, Savannah, shout-outs to Savannah. You know what I mean? Like, like, I'm a fan of the business of LeBron James. So when you look at, as an example, like, just even using, like, myself as an example of, like, even, like, my all the lessons that I learned – 
with my wife, right? Like my my wife, my ride or die. You know what I'm saying? Where she ain't social media at all. And I, for me, that was important. I don't I don't want somebody that has my business out and our business out play by play by play by play by play. Because even what I share in social media, I'm I'm selective about what I share. You know what I'm saying? So I knew that was important. But when you look at like somebody like uh, Pippin Girl or Tyrese or any of these folks, man, it's almost like you need to go back. Either you need to find your wallflower that's down just to be that part or somebody back from the house. You know what I'm saying? That's just going yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. like that. That's, that, that's, that's right. And it's the same thing like um, with Charlemagne, the, you know, Charlemagne the God. I think, you know, him and his wife, they dated even in high school. And, you know, he's brought that, you know, now he's married. You never really, I, I, he had a picture where he had even blurred out his wife's face. I think, you know, every, I think people know who she is, but you know what I'm saying? Like she, she, she's back out of the game. She's not in the limelight like that. And I think that's why he has a good balance. And you know what I mean? That is he able to, um, you know, succeed in, on, on the other side of his business because he's got a stable home. You know what I mean? So that's definitely that. And then I mean this this was crazy. This was crazy right here. This 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 is the craziest one I read the whole time. So um Christian Woods, who was uh signed a big forty-one million dollar forty-five million dollar sign and trade deal from the Piston to go to Houston Rockets. Uh kid was out of UNLV a couple years back, averaging 15 and 10. He, you know, he he was an average player. He doesn't get drafted on draft day. He had rented a suite in Las Vegas, did all this stuff, and had his girlfriend by his side. He didn't get drafted, put on a plane, said he never heard from her again. <laughs> I know she's sick when she turned on Sports Center the other day, though. So I, <laughs> I, know that, I know that stomach was hurting. And I mean, I just want to say to all my athletes that you guys, especially at the college level and things like this, Y'all got to watch. A lot of these women are preying on you guys from the time you were in high school and things like that. Like, I've literally heard stories of mothers and families sending a girl to a certain school to try to get after a certain guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we're going to get him. Like, you know what I mean? That's that, that's who you need to try to get mm-hmm. with type thing. I mean, like, with, with that, that's on, even man. a part like, of... <laughs> like, that should be a part... Uh, that should be a part of, of like, the, the rookie... NBA, NFL, NBA. I think they need to get it. I think they need to get it when they're in, in college. Soon as they get in college, they, you a walking target. Yeah, yeah. You got a bullseye on your back. Where if you that dude, and they know you that dude, man, look. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm glad he was able to sidestep that because that was going. You know what I'm saying? That was going to turn out to be a mess. But it's like these cats never learn though. That's the other part of it. Where it's just like you get there and you you pull up in the right thing. You got the right the right credentials and then the women throwing it at you. You know what I'm saying? So then you got to, you got to manage like, where are you supposed to get these? Where are you supposed to get a good wife from? You know what I'm saying? Like where, where are you supposed to get one from in that space? Well, like you said, I think, man, I think it's like high school, like somebody who was down for you, but then it, you was that dude in high school too. Yeah. So that's- but I mean, at least, you know, at least, you know, her is honest. Like I was listening to another podcast and they had some young ladies on there talking about, uh, they were dancers. And they were talking about how when men come in their club, like some, you know, some women running down the stats like, oh, that's such and such. He, you know, he signed for this. He signed for that. So if you think the dancers doing it, what you think these women doing it? That's 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 trying to get up in the VIP in the club. They know what's going on. Oh, it's, a, you know, you, we see the party flyer, you know, we, you know, we didn't slow down on being in the streets, but, you know, we still see the flyers where it's like, you know, 
such and such hosting the game, you know, after the game, you know, the players going to host. You think these women ain't looking like, oh, okay, that's what I need to try to get. He got that big contract right there. <laughs> yeah, and it's like one, hey, it's one of the things where, you know, the uh, vantage point that we have is Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? We have Atlanta. We have um, – we've been around. But with yeah. us being in Atlanta, man, ain't too much that we hadn't seen. And if, if cats think that, like, if you have your stuff together remotely – if you think you ain't got a bullseye on your back, man, you, you know, being married, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the bullseye that you have on your back, because you represent stability, right? Then that means that we have a certain thing that we bring to the table. So we'd be crazy if we think women ain't, well, anybody be crazy if you think women ain't trying to shoot their shot just to get a taste of what it is because they want that stability. And that's what I tell people, man. Like, I mean, to, to a lot of women, stability is more more attractive than anything. You can get in that gym and do all that stuff, but if your situation ain't bad, if, if they come over there and you on that air mattress, it ain't gonna last long. I don't care what you look like. You feel me? <laughs> you, and that that's the and, and and so it goes both ways again. That's the stability that we even look for when, like we saying, we looking for somebody to love like our mama. We want a stable woman to take care of at home, just like you you brought it back on around. Yeah, 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 because that was important to me. You know what I'm saying? Like like, like somebody who understood, like if I'm washing the cars outside, then I'm guaranteed to have breakfast and, and a cold glass of water, lemonade, something out, you know what I'm saying, coming out while I'm doing it and everything. So, so man, just shout out to, to our wives, man. Like, yeah, man, shout out to our wives. And our last one I wanted to touch on for the uh, – for the current events, uh, we're going to call this segment the altar call. Come lay your, lay, lay your burdens down here. <laughs> Come lay your burdens down here. Um, a young lady named Masika Kalisha, um, she was on Love and Hip Hop uh, one of the seasons. I don't know. <laughs> don't really care. I don't keep up with it like that. But I saw a post that was interesting she put out. She said she met a dude 10 years ago. He was trying to get at her, trying to get at her, trying to get at her. She was kicking him to the curb, young dude. Then they started finally dating for four months. Now they're about to get married. And then I've seen her arguing back and forth with different people on social media and on, on all these websites because they arguing about who's sleeping with who. And you had a stable dude that wanted you that whole time. Sometimes a lot of y'all blocking your own blessing. <laughs> y'all overlooking your own blessing. Like it's a man right there that want to be with y'all, but he may, not, he, he may not look a certain way. Like he may be a little bit more overweight or, you know, whatever it is or whatever you expect that you should have, he doesn't necessarily bring it all the way to the table. You may make more money than him. I'm not telling you to date some loser, but if it's a man out there that's decent and, you know, he's holding it down and he's a man that you can count on, man, you better snatch him up. She lucky she ain't. I, I, I bet it didn't happen in Atlanta. <laughs> I bet he ain't from Atlanta because he'd have been gone. Right, right. And, you know, the thing is about that, that speaks to our other chapter in which we'll cover that four quarters in the game. Well, we're talking about the different levels of development with uh, women. So she ran through her first quarter and probably some of her second quarter. And she realized, guess what? LeBron James uh, ain't coming. You know what I'm saying? KD ain't coming. Um, any of these ball players that we think going to show up, T.I. ain't coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, like and, and not to take anything from homie, you know what I'm saying? But to say, I have this good man in front of me who's been trying to shoot his shot, holler at me for the last decade. And I've been out here thinking I'm the, you know what I'm saying, walking on water. Catching celebrity. celebrity yeah, I'm going to catch me a celebrity and only to realize that, man, I need me a good man. So that's the part that we can speak on 
you know what I'm saying, on one of these other episodes about four quarters in the game and helping brothers understand that every woman is at a certain space according to her age and her development when she's primed and ready to be a wife. Because that's the thing. Exactly. So she almost missed out on a good one, but I want to say congratulations to those two. It's all love, but, you know, you almost missed one. <laughs> you almost missed one. So we're going to wrap up the show. We're not going to hold y'all too long. You know, if, uh, you know, if you think the things we say made you feel some type of way, and that was a good word you need to hear today. It's the Rose and Brass Knuckles podcast. We'll see y'all next week, baby. Amen. See y'all next week. The Roses and Brass Knuckles podcast is presented by Young Black Entrepreneur Magazine.